Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! Another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 179, and tonight I'm being joined by Mr. Brian Williams from the Dark House Theater Company, and that is New York City's premier horror theater production company. And we're going to be talking about the 2012 Australian thriller, The Loved Ones. And believe it or not, that's one I've never seen. What? Does that even happen anymore? Yes, apparently it does. So welcome back, everybody. It's great to be here with you again, as always. Always such a delight. For those of you who are new, my name is Patrick Walsh. I'm your host, and I'm going to be your guide to the weird and wonderful world of horror. But first, what's been going on in Scream Queen's headquarters? Okay, first of all, let's get Smoochie the Cat update out of the way right away. Okay, for those who've been following along this ongoing saga, her tail is now bandaged in a little cast because Miss Thing can't stop eating herself and scratching herself. And this is a last chance to resort to get her healed before we have to think about a tailectomy, which, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I have somebody coming to the house to change the bandage every couple of days, and it's always an exciting new color. She's handling it really well, although now she's got a billy club attached to her ass, and she knows it, so she likes to slam it against things as much as she can because Miss Thing likes to make noise, which she's doing right now because Big Fat Bird just showed up at the bird feeder. Forbidden love, let them all stare. I haven't a care since I found you. Big Fat Pigeon in the window. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's almost poetic, isn't it? A feline in love with a pigeon. Sorry, that was the worst Giles impression ever. What else has been going on? First of all, I want to say a huge thank you to ABC Television for having the balls to devote eight hours of your programming time to LGTB issues. And I'm talking about the miniseries When We Rise, which was fantastic and unfortunately not much of a ratings pull, which saddens me. I mean, I get it to a degree. I mean, it, 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 it was everybody knew it was going to be rough material. And maybe it was not, it was too much for mainstream audiences, but I'm really saddened by the amount of LGTB folks. I know that just went, nah, I don't want to watch that. I know all that stuff already. Nah, that has nothing to do with the fight that we're fighting now. Nah. They're going to leave out, you know, bi people. They're going to leave out trans people. I'm tired of bi invisibility. Hey, you know what? If your story's not being told, tell your damn story. Yourself. Put your pen to your paper and write your story. Don't wait for other people to tell it for you. That's just stupid. When We Rise was based on Cleve Jones' autobiography. And it was about him, obviously, and the people he knew throughout the decades. And 
if he didn't know the people that were not represent that you want to be represented, they're not going to be in the story. Sorry, it's his story. So tell your story and stop bitching about other people's stories. And if you haven't watched it, at least tune in for an hour of it sometime because you know, yes, I know a lot of this stuff, but yes, I did learn things I did not know. And it's also interesting to see how we won things then because it's probably a good strategy on how to win things now and it's not pretty and it was not all cute protests and and petitions and you know people had to die and people got their teeth knocked out but that's what you had to do to get noticed oh my god it's so long eight hours is so long i don't watch something that's eight hours long you know what if it's about beyonce i bet you would be watching all eight hours twice so i don't want to hear that crap it's on demand in one-hour chunks. At least watch one of them, for Christ's sake. And I'd like to remind the younger folks that you wouldn't be able to walk down the street holding your boyfriend, girlfriend's partner's hand like you do now in many areas if it wasn't for these other people. You wouldn't have the rights that you have now if it weren't for these people who came before you. So as a bit of respect, at least take a moment to learn. Okay, off my high horse. What else has been going on? Well, I got to go to the theater. I got to see the Broadway musical In Transit, and eh, there's not much of a story here. It's the first Broadway acapella musical, and that's cool. I dig acapella music. It didn't really work because it was a circle in the square, which is a theater in the round, which means that a lot of the times that people were facing away from me, which is, you know, 75% of the time, I couldn't hear the lead vocal and all his hearing was like doom doom ba ba doom doom da doom doom ba ba doom which is great but if you're trying to tell a story it's not so cool but it took me about half the play to realize that this guy that I'm watching was Justin Guarini from American Idol I'm like oh oh my god that is Justin Guarini wow I didn't recognize you because you weren't screaming into Kelly Clarkson's face when you're like six inches away from her like you did from in from Justin to Kelly. <laughs> and you really can't judge anybody on that movie. It's not fair. It's not fair. But yeah, you know what? Justin Greeny did a good job. And you know what? That's really all I have to say about that. Because I did get to see in concert yet again the world famous Mrs. Smith. You might remember Mrs. Smith. She was on one of my anniversary shows, the Star Studded anniversary show. I think it was the fifth anniversary show. And she is a performer who's hard to wrap your head around. She, well, it's a character created by David Hambury. And it's, you know, a senior citizen woman eternally looking for her missing cat, Carlisle, the amazing dancing cat. And previously, she expressed her grief and rage in, you know, standards, you know, the great standards that everybody knows, you know, from Broadway and from pop music of the 40s and 50s, you know. But now, she's got something new. Now, well, it wasn't new, but it was a talent that heretofore was not showcased. Is that Mrs. Smith is also a guitar goddess. <laughs> business. She's won several heavy metal guitar gods contests at this point against all odds because you're like, oh, okay, it's a senior citizen woman with a guitar. This ought to be cute. Holy shit, that bitch can play. And she can. And to see this 60-something spinster woman character burning the hell out of Metallica and heavy metal versions of ABBA and Prince was amazing. So, Mrs. Smith, my hat continues to be off to you. 
I'm so happy you found a new way to express all that inner turmoil of yours. And I hope at some point that goddamn cat comes home already for the love of God. And hey, I want to thank all of you who have become sponsors on the Patreon page. I am almost near my first goal. The uh, My computer is now finally in for repairs. Mr. Brad, the amazing Mr. Brad, is in the process of getting all the software and hardware that we need to bring it back to life. So thank you for that. That is amazing. And everybody got a bonus episode this month. I'm working on a new episode because last night I got to see a screening of the Belko experiment, which I'm not allowed to talk about for another week. But you're only going to hear about it on the Patreon feed. So head on over to Head on over to blah 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 stop singing and give the address www.patreon.com slash scream queens and join the fun over there pledging one, three, or eight dollars a month or however much you want to be perfectly honest. Get exclusive content available only to Patreon subscribers, because that's what all the cool kids are doing. So Bradford and I got to go to the movies. We got to see opening night of Get Out. And if there was any doubt about my opinion on it, let's just get it out of the way. It's fantastic. I can't imagine you haven't seen it by now. If there's any lingering question, should I see this? Go. Go, go, go. Believe the hype. It's a great movie. It's not... A straight-up, like, super gory horror movie doesn't rely on gore or cheap jump scares to get the point across. It's more like a thriller with Twilight Zone overtones. So be prepared for that. If you're going in to see, you know, heads are rolling and guts are splashing, you're not going to get that. But it's smart, it's funny, without being jokey, and it's genuinely unnerving. And... I want to talk about it on the show further, but at this point, I think it's way too early because to talk about it is to spoil it. But one of the things I have to say that I give it credit for, I figured out what was going on fairly early. Maybe not exactly what they were doing, but I figured out the general gist. I'm like, oh, 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 somehow they're doing that. That's nasty. And the fact that I figured it out in the first 25 minutes or so actually made the rest of the movie worse. Worse in a good way. Because I saw all the little pieces falling into place that said, oh shit, I was right. Oh shit, oh shit, I was right? You white people are nasty. So get out and go see Get Out. Do not hesitate. Do not obfuscate. Do not masturbate in the theater because they'll throw you out. But do masturbate in general because it's good for you. I got nothing. Go see Get Out. Shut up. Shut up. What happened? Before we completely leave the topic of Get Out, I just want to talk about a little something. I have to get on my horror high horse. Hold on a second. Let me just saddle up here. Clip, clop. Yeehaw. Let's go. Okay. During... The previews before the movie. Let's say that there were four. Three of them were horror. One of them was not. Every single trailer had that thing that everybody's doing now. And what I'm talking about is the slowed down, usually acoustic, 
usually in a minor key version of some pop or rock song that's supposed to be super spooky. Guess what, Hollywood? It's not anymore. You beat this trope into the ground really quickly. Every damn trailer had it. Even Train Spotting 2 did it. And I don't remember what it was. The new Alien trailer had one too. There was a boy, a very strange and special boy. Shut up! Enough already. It was scary for about five minutes. Now it is almost a requirement in a trailer these days. And you know what's not scary? The expected. If I'm expecting to hear some slow down version of a pop song, it's not going to creep me out anymore. It's got me rolling my eyes and tapping my foot in an irritated manner and also going, oh, God, oh. And I hate being that guy. I don't really, but I don't. <laughs> I don't like that you're making me be that guy. I like to be that guy when I want to be that guy. Come on, kids. Come up with something original. Scary is the unexpected, not this tired-ass crap. So unless you're going to introduce your horror movie with a slowed-down, minor-key version of, I don't know, Shebop, then I'm just not going to be interested. That would be amazing. Shebop, Shebop. Bob, we bop, I bop, you bop, they bop. Are you scared? I'm scared because I saw it makes me want to masturbate. Because I mean, we're back to masturbating, but just okay. If it makes you want to masturbate and you see it in the trailer, just don't do it in the theater, okay? Because they will throw you out. I thought we've established this already. Please pay attention. What's the matter with you? Nothing. You're perfect. You're gorgeous. And I love you just the way you are. Oh, God, Jesus. So, somebody sent me a screener of a movie that they had made called Real Nightmare. And that's real, R-E-E-L, like a movie reel. And I agreed to take it, and it's one of those situations that now I feel bad about taking it because it's really hard to find anything good about this movie. So I'm telling you right now, if you see it popping up anywhere, you can skip it. And I could spend a really long time ripping every little bit to shreds, but I don't want to. There was enough there that was decent that makes me say that it's one of those deals where the same guy wrote, directed, produced it, edited it, and he needed another set of eyes on this because it's a found footage movie, I think. First of all, the movie starts with one of those screens like this footage was found. This belongs to the Arkham Police Department. Okay, so is Batman going to show up? Neither here nor there. And about the disappearances of the film students at the scary house. And I'm thinking, okay, first of all, this kind of notice is not necessary anymore. It, we've had these movies since 1999 now. So we, we get the found footage game. But then on top of that, we get... Immediately after that, we get somebody introducing a podcast, a film, a video podcast, that tells us everything that we just heard again, reinforcing that this is found footage. And then when we finally get to the footage, there's camera angles that are – it's not filmed in found footage style. It's not filmed in first-person camera. It's filmed in third-person camera. So there was no reason to make this a found footage movie because it's not a found footage movie. You set it up as one and then you didn't film it as one. That doesn't make sense. And also, once these kids get inside the house, the sound quality is so bad, you cannot hear the dialogue at all. So I don't know what was happening. 
And since this was... If you had not made this a found footage film, you could have gone in in post and fixed the voices in the ADR studio. But you didn't do that. And maybe it wouldn't have made the movie great, but it would have at least made it watchable. So let this be a lesson to you. Let another set of eyes in on your project and just don't be don't be don't make dumb decisions. Like, you know what, you know what the dumb decision is for me to keep babbling on like this. So I'm not going to do that. We're gonna start the show. We're gonna bring on Brian and we're gonna talk about the loved ones right after we listen to the trailer. You come to the prom? Yeah. I'm coming with Holly. Let me get the door, my lady. My beautiful screamers, this is a rare occurrence. We're going to be talking about a movie I have never seen before. What? What? I know. It's crazy. And it is all because of the suggestion of one very special guy. And he's here with me right now. And I am thrilled to introduce him to you. He is the man who's going to be bringing your nightmares to life on stage in New York City. And he will also teach you a mean downward dog while he does it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mr. Brian Williams. Hey, Hi, Brian. You getting ready for the How blizzard? Are you? <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm so ready for spring. Ah, please. That was what we had spring on Thursday. It was 60 degrees on Thursday. I know. It's and insane. Now it's what, whatever this is. Yeah. 
So now, as I uh, said earlier, Brian is the man behind Dark House Theater. Now, can you tell everybody what Dark House Theater is all about, sir? Sure. Um, Dark House Theater is a small new theater company in New York City, and our mission is to produce horror on stage. And um, we're trying really hard to do shows that are either new or are done in new ways. Um, And we're sticking pretty much to horror and suspense and uh, sort of a, a wide definition of that. But definitely, we want to scare you. If you come see our shows. Yes. I'm sure all of my listeners hate that idea. What a stupid, terrible idea. No. What an unfilled niche in the market that's out there right now. Awful idea, right? Well, no, it's a fantastic idea. I was being completely (laughs) facetious. No, um, I remember back in the day where there used to be scary shows on Broadway. I remember back I think in the that day was before I got here. <laughs> probably, probably no. I remember in the seventies they had both a production of uh, Death Trap, which isn't necessarily horror; it's a mystery, and uh, uh, Dracula with Frank Langella. Both of those plays, which I got to see as a kid, had the audiences screaming. Wow, you got you, to see Frank Langella? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They made that it, movie. It was well. Okay, it's very. The movie's very different. Like the, the show also had a lot of comedy to it, and it right. was um, designed by Edward Gorey. Right. So it had that black, fabulous humor to it, as well as being absolutely terrifying. The commercial for it was great back in the day. It was just two little girls, two little twin blonde girls in the audience, and it's zooming in on their faces really slowly, hearing like the scary music. They're watching the show, and they're holding on to each other, and they're hiding their eyes, and they're about to scream, and instead of screaming, they start laughing. Because <laughs> that was exactly what it was, and we haven't had that since. No, it's very rare, and um, it's something that I miss. I mean, I remember when I was uh, probably in fifth or sixth grade in Dothan, Alabama, where I'm from. Uh, the community college there did Dracula on stage, and I went with a couple of friends. And uh, it was one of the scariest and most fun experiences I had had at that point. We, I, I went to see a lot of theater when I was a kid because a couple of members of my family were really involved in community theater. But uh, we had such a blast. And I'm still friends with the people I went with. And we talk about it every once in a while about how much fun that was. And I kind of wanted to do something that would recreate that feeling, um, maybe with a little less, maybe a little more adult friendly vibes. Um, rather than something you might want to take your kids to. But yeah, sure. it's, it's something that's missed and needed, I think. Uh, well, I, you're, you're not going to get an argument out of me. <laughs> Absolutely not. So you have a big fundraiser coming up at the end of the month. Yeah, it's called uh, Dark Rites of Spring. Um, last year we did a little something called Dead of Winter, and I, I, I thought we'd keep it seasonal. Um, and and it's going to be really fun. It's in Williamsburg and uh, in the back of a Mexican restaurant called uh, Cantina Royale. They have a really cool performance space that we're going to take over for a night. We're, we're going to do a, a really fun, freaky, brand new, never before seen one act play, which is called Whistle in the Dark. Ooh. And, 
And um, we are going to have um, some live music from another show that I'm hoping to produce in the summer, which is a horror musical, which I'm super excited about. Nice. And uh, a couple of the other musicians and uh, performers are going to show up. And then for people who want to spend a little bit more money, we're going to have something really cool, which is going to be a play that people are going to be able to experience over their phones partly. So you'll be getting text messages and be getting involved and really involved in the storyline that's going to be carried out through the night. And there's the DJ and dancing at the end. So it's going to be really fun, really fun party. Sounds super fantastic. And we'll come back to that when we're all done here. So everybody (laughs) can get all the information. Awesome. Okay. So you, when we first met, you had told me that this movie, the loved ones was one of your favorites. It is. Yeah. And I had a (laughs) hell of a time finding it. Oh, wow. Well, the thing is, I found out afterwards that this was in tied up in rights issues and distribution issues forever. Oh, I didn't know that. It never got the screening it was supposed to get. It sat in the can for years. Wow. And even even now, you have to really hunt it down. Yeah, I have one. I found one DVD cop yet. Kim's, oh, God, which makes me very sad. Oh, to think remember about. Kim's? Yeah, it was Aww. my favorite place when I was drunk. Um,. <laughs> I was the but worst place. That was the worst place to be when you were drunk and come home with all kinds of crazy shit. All <laughs> kinds of really bad movies and also some really good ones. But I had seen, you know, on all those lists that come out at Halloween, best horror movies you haven't seen or whatever. Um, and this movie, The Loved Ones, kept popping up on it. And I never saw a copy anywhere and never never uh saw a way to to watch it and one night of course i after a couple of drinks i'm like let's go to kim's and uh <laughs> At a girl. there it was sitting there on the shelf and i was like oh my god this is that movie so i got it home and didn't watch it for a couple months and then when i did <laughs> it was an interesting interesting experience because i had some friends over okay and uh yeah that's it's a cool. it's a wild movie. Yeah. So after we had that conversation, it was on YouTube. It's oh, not anymore. Okay. Right. Okay. And I started watching it, and I turned it off. Yeah. For two reasons. One, it was a shitty print with the aspect ratio way off. Oh no. You know, so, so people's faces were being cut in half, and not in the horror kind of way. Right. In the <laughs> shitty framing kind of way. And yeah. also, I was like, eh, torture porn. Well, yeah. <laughs> but now that I actually sat and watched the whole thing, I have a very different opinion of it. Exactly. So, <laughs> since you are the guest, Brian, Uh-oh. I'm sorry to be springing this on you. I spring it on all my guests. Please give me like a 30-second elevator speech description of the very basic plot of The Loved Ones. I'm going to try to do this and not spoil, but I don't know if it's entirely <laughs> – entirely possible that's why i said very basic very basic so um really really quick okay so there's a really hot guy in uh high school and he has kind of a dorky friend and uh they're talking about a big dance that's coming up and uh the hot guy the hot guy is encouraging his, his his sweet dorky friend to ask this really sexy girl out to the dance and he gets up his nerves and ask her, and she says yes. And then this kind of sweet 
seeming dorky girl comes over and asks Hawkeye to go to the dance, and he very politely says, no, he's already going with someone. And um, from there, we find out that sweet, seemingly sweet girl doesn't really take no for an answer very well. <laughs> done and, and done. 30 seconds. Well done. Enough. All right. All right. Perfect. <laughs> and it, it left all the, the good questions unanswered, which is great, but leaves them hungry for more. Yes. Watching it this time, Brian, I got I got to see, now that I could focus on the movie, that yes, torture is a constant friend <laughs> to the to the or you know, for want of a better word, to the watcher of this movie. It's never um, what's the word I'm looking for? Gratuitous? Yeah, and it's, you know, I was watching it again. I watched it two nights ago, maybe, so it would be more fresh on my mind. And, and you don't, you see more results than actual uh, in progress, I guess. Yeah, it's not this, you know, lingering, leering, lurid, long Ooh, close-ups yeah. of wounds and shit. And a right. lot of it is just, is is the the thought of what is going to happen more than what's actually happened. And it's all done with this black, black, blacker than black sense of humor. So weirdly funny and so over the top that it kind of reminds me of like those old cartoons with like the coyote and road rush. Yes. <laughs> you know, and he's just getting like anvils dropped on him and, and it's just like so ridiculous. And I, 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 I well, I mean, I, it's almost by the end a complete like door slamming farce. Almost, but not quite. It never yeah. crosses the line into comedy. It's never like ha ha ha. That's so funny. They're not making jokes. You just and a no. little part of your brain is going, <laughs> but not. But it's not yeah. coming out of your mouth because it makes it right. mixes the horror and this humor really yeah so thickly together. It's hard to pull them apart, and that is a neat trick. It's yeah, I'm pretty impressed with it. And I mean, one thing that I've always said that, and 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 people can argue with this about about this with me all day, but I've always said that really good horror needs really good actors. Like if you have a really smart script, it, you have to have good actors. Yes. One of the things I was watching this time specifically was how good everyone in that movie is. Yes, yes, like. Especially Princess. <laughs> oh, especially little Lola. I love that she's named Lola. I'm, uh, and oh I know God, she's named know. Lola for a reason. Yeah. Whatever Lola wants. Exactly. Lola gets. And that is absolutely <laughs> true. Yeah. Oh, gosh. No, I had a great time. No, not a great time watching it. I had a great time when it was over, but <laughs> I could think about it. But because I was, I was barfing in my lap a lot oh at God. the thought of a lot of things that were going on. But overall, this is a very enjoyable, smart movie. Yeah, super and, smart. Like, and I, I love that, the, um, like you said, there's all these other characters and stuff. Because mo most of the action takes place at Lola's house because her dad's involved in this as well. Her dad does all the the, um, the grunt work <laughs> to please the princess. That. Yeah, I, he will do anything to make his daughter happy. <laughs> Anything. It's kind of sweet in a really messed up way. Really weird, messed up, incestuous, <laughs> fucked up kind of way. Completely fucked up. Um, and 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 bright eyes, her poor, the other woman in the house. Yeah, who may or may not be her mother. We don't know. Right. It doesn't matter. But it, I loved all this because the thing is that I watched it this time 
And we're spending a lot of time in the beginning. Is like you're you're meeting all the other characters. You meet the guy and his friend and his his mom. He lost his dad at the beginning of the movie. There's a car accident uh, when he was the boy's learning to drive, and all of a sudden another boy wanders out in the middle of the road. They hit him, and his father is killed. And now we flash forward in time a bit, and you can see a distinct change in this boy. Like he has not healed well. Yeah. Mentally from this, it just like the way he dresses, like the his skin. He's good looking, but like you can see, he's not taking care of himself like he might normally right. do, and he's cutting himself. Yeah, yeah, and I thought that was really a clever sort of um, detail to add in because of things that may happen later. Um, is that you establish? They establish pretty pretty quickly that he's a cutter, and um, I was like, oh wow, that's really interesting. You know, considering what happens later, and and maybe maybe um speaks to how he deals with some things that happen yeah and you know but that's another just smart thing about the script things don't happen in space here like the when he gets kidnapped and he's taken to lola's house what i was going to say before is when he wakes up at the kitchen and the disco ball is going and everybody's got party hats <laughs> on and everybody's in formal dress they said holy shit we're 15 minutes into the movie and we're already in the last reel of texas chainsaw massacre yeah we wasted no time getting You're here. You're like, what's coming next? Um, You're starting with this. <laughs> and then you may or may not want to know what's coming next. No, you um, may not. But the thing <laughs> is, like, everything that happens in that house, all the death, all the mayhem, has repercussions on everybody else in the movie. Yeah. Long-term stuff, like stuff, because it turns out this has been going – this is not a one-time thing. Right. And we learned yeah, that pretty quickly that, that she has you. been doing that since she was a kid to other children. <laughs> and you see quite quite visually some of what happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, we're not going to tell you. We're not oh, going to tell you because this movie is hard to find and it is worth the hunt. Yeah, definitely worth the hunt. And I just had a funny thought that like some twisted – twisted person needs to get a heart with an ls in it and red as a tattoo as a tattoo on their chest yeah. uh but or they could just Wouldn't carve it in. Sweet? They could, if they're going to be a real fan of the movie they could just carve it in with a fork <laughs> like lola did <laughs> right but this is the thing like it turns out she tor- she's torturing him with all kinds of horrible ways and she marks all of her all of her potential prince charmings <laughs> with a with her initials in a heart that she carves into the chest with a fork. She's been doing this for years, but we don't see her do that. <laughs> right. God. And I pre- if you, the thing is, you'll appreciate that <laughs> because there's so much other yeah, crap. Yeah, you'll be really happy you don't see that happen. No, because you don't need to see that kind of stuff here. Mm-hmm. You just need to know that it's happening. Mm-hmm. But, right. um, like, for instance, that boy at the beginning who was hit – Hers, and the death of the father, it's affecting him. It affects the main boy. It, it's affecting his mother. And, and all these all these people are affected by everything that goes on. And it's and it's and that is unveiled as the movie goes on. It makes things really smart. There's a fun side story, which seemingly is unconnected to anything, yeah. involving his best friend who invites his, like this hot goth girl to the dance and shockingly she accepts yeah. and they have this completely ridiculous date which is fun but in another movie you're being like okay well, when are they going to wind up at the house and get killed but right. that's not happening and you're going why is this in the movie and when you realize why it's in the movie you're going oh oh that wasn't so funny anymore was it yeah this whole this whole thing that this girl's behavior which you think is so funny isn't so funny at all cuz you realize it's mm-hmm. coming from a place of pain 
Yeah, it's pretty smart. <laughs> and I loved his. I loved his girlfriend. I loved his perfect girlfriend. What was her name? Uh, oh, Molly. Um, oh, yeah, Ma. Molly, Holly, yeah, Molly. Holly, it's Holly. Ma, Holly, Jolly, whatever, correct? Because <laughs> initially she's kind of painted as your standard rough kind of slutty horror movie girl. Because it's like yeah. five minutes into the movie and she's got her tits out. Right. And you know she's you know ex- ex- trying to extort it's information kind of from late. her through sex. Yeah. And you're like, oh, she's going to be like this. But actually this character turns out to be very, very sweet and, and really, very likable. Yeah, yeah. They're all. I, 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 Did I lose yeah, you? I mean, that was one of the things. Is that, that oh, hold on. Hello. Yeah. I'm sorry. Me? I hit. I have this itchy uh, mute button on my headphones, and I looked at it ah. funny. <laughs> did I lose you again? You did. Brian. Yeah. Brian. Hello. Um. Oh. One thing that I noticed this time that I thought was kind of amazing is the soundtrack of this movie is ridiculous. I love the sound. I mean, first of all, it it's opens so good. It opens with the little river band Lonesome Loser. Already, I'm on board. <laughs> I was like, "Have you heard about?" Which is a perfect choice for and this then, song. And then her, like, Lola's song, that fake her, Michelle like, Branch theme. song. <laughs> It's so sweet and sad. Uh-huh. Well, she's going to be playing at her wedding, Brian. I know. It's when she actually song. finds when her Prince Charming, but prince. but you're not it. Yeah. You're not it. You're just a Because frog. he's been telling porky pies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I was I was really loving the uh, the soundtrack. And there were just so many Think, oh, what I was going to tell you before that was amazing is when I watched this with um, my sweet Belgian friend Max, who is is like the he indulges my horror film thing, but he doesn't always get it. Uh huh. And I'm like, oh, let's watch this thing. I got it. Looks like it might be a Carrie ripoff. That'll be fun, won't it? And he's like, yeah, I like Carrie. <laughs> and then we put it on. This ain't and Carrie. <laughs> and we and we're like, oh. And he's like, oh, God, I don't know if I could watch this. And I'm like, oh, come on, Max, just give it up. And by the end, I, I I begged him to just keep watching it and give it a, a few more minutes. And then, like, we were both progressively getting into it. And by the end, we were both kind of, like, howling and laughing. And there are just some things at the end that I found ridiculously funny that probably no one else in the world would. But um, um, uh, Look who you're talking to. And I'm speaking to the collective <laughs> collectively not just to me but to all the people out there who are like what i thought it was hilarious what are you talking about <laughs> princess's like movement at the end especially um yes yeah <laughs> yes. i'll say no more yes but, yes uh, clank she clank. just determined um more determined than i've ever seen any killer in any movie ever no maybe no no no. i love her color scheme i love that she is like barbie up and down her nail polish i wrote i wrote lola's nail polish is is dope she has like this amazing pink sparkly nail polish and they just do one close-up of her hands at one point and i was Uh, (laughs) that is amazing and like she she goes she has quite a transformation from the first time we see her until we see her again in her own home yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I love when she gets home; it's all pink. Oh my god! All the and time. Her little scrapbook, and yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, 
she is like such your classic little girl princess. So it's like the name does not lie. Her nickname is not a lie, and her dad is a hoot. Yeah. I, have you, I was trying to place that actor because I feel like I've seen him in some other movie, but I couldn't remember for the life of me. And I was like, I got to look this up on IMDb. So, of course, it didn't get done. Okay, good job. I didn't look anything up on yeah. it. It's Australian. I figured I won't know anybody really anyway. Good. Exactly. No offense to my Aussie listeners out there. <laughs> you are or relevant. You matter. <laughs> my building. We have a lot of um, a lot of. Um, people from down under that live in my building. I hope huh. they're not offended if they hear this. I'm sure they won't be. I'm sure, I'm sure they we won't love them. It. We love them. We love them. Um, what else did I want to say? Where are my notes say? Um, I actually had to stop the movie for five minutes because I wanted to look something up and I can't believe this is how weird I've gotten over time. <laughs> it was one of the things that took me out of the movie and it was fairly early on because I had to look things up. When she injected him with Windex or whatever the hell that was, <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, I know that's a serial killer thing to do. Several of mm-hmm. them did that. Like, I think the Hillside Strangler used to do that. I forget who did really? that. Really? But um, I had to stop because I didn't see any effects of it. So it's like effects of injecting with Windex. And then I can't imagine what, mm-hmm. but what, it made him what watch lists I'm to, on now. To speak, right? Was that the idea? Yeah, apparently in small yeah. doses, in small doses, it has a barbiturate effect. It's painful, really but it also yeah. causes causes you know slurriness and sleepiness and other things. But of course, that was a massive dose. But whatever, I'm just gonna say right. it's the metric system that it doesn't work. And I just wrote no needles at that point, <laughs> like no needles with underlines. Yeah, um, because I was like, I can't handle that. Um, Thank you. Me either. That's one of the things that make me ill. And then the other thing that really, like, surprisingly made me, like, almost barf this time watching it is, um, and I'm one of those people, and I discovered that this is an actual, like, uh, sort of mental thing that many people have, is, um, eating noises. Yes. Can literally just drive people to distraction. And, uh, the scene where they're eating chicken. (laughs) And she's guzzling milk, and she's eating chicken, and they're, like, getting louder and louder with their fried chicken, and she's going, is it finger-looking good? And I almost had to stop stop the movie at that point this time. I just couldn't handle it. That was so disturbing to me that they That's were funny. eating with it's that funny. poor I'm so, boy I'm there. sorry you have yeah. that affliction. Oh, it's awful. I have I'm that with kissing noises. Date. Kissing noises? Yeah. When there's a movie, and there's, like, that. really yeah. loud kissing noises, it makes me want to vomit. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah, I've never been able to listen to people eat. I have to really focus on something else when I'm like. I you know. will never eat in front of you then. It's okay. You no, it's not because I was raised in an Irish household with four other kids, <laughs> and you had to fight for your food, and you had to eat it fast. Right. Yeah. So well, I still eat way too fast. South, so yeah. Like. <laughs> so I, I will not eat in front of you unless okay. I want to win an argument. Okay, and that'll probably shut me up and make me leave. So you would win, but it would be because I'm out of the out of the way. Yeah. Um, um. <laughs> but, like I said, when we got to this, when we finally were at the prom at her house, and it's already insane, and we're only 20 minutes in, I'm wondering where else does this movie have to go besides this kid being tortured? But yeah. there is a whole other layer that we're not going to get into. 
Yeah, there's a whole third act, and it's like there's there are suddenly characters, um, new characters, and I, I, I was impressed by that too because I, I generally like find twists to be like kind of annoying at times, but this was a twist that felt organic and felt like real. And see, I didn't even think okay. it was a twist. I said that That's is a completely not, logical a progression. That absolutely yeah. makes sense. What's going on but, here? And um, like I said, we do spend – like most of the uh, – only about a half of the movie is going on at the house. A lot of it is the people looking for the boy and the kids at the dance. So there is life outside of this what could be very uh, claustrophobic, God, unpleasant place to be. It does <laughs> let you outside and let you breathe and spend time with people who are not being tortured. Well, not physically, but and, – and, and some people who are you know getting it off in a parking lot. Yeah. And not getting um, axe murdered. Right. To have sex in a like, parking lot in a car in an accident in a horror movie and not get murdered, that is is it that's a twist right there. That, yeah, that's that may be a first. I mean I can't think of another instance, but and, and also like, okay, but can I I have to say that like I always have this thing in horror movies when people are running, why do they go up? Do you know what I mean? We go upstairs to like the uh, attic where there's yeah. no way to get down without yeah. really hurting yourself, and that happens in this one. But I guess that's like the only option at the moment. Yeah, but, um, you mean when he went up the tree? Yeah. My thought was that it was because the guy was in a car and everything else was flatland. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, and, and we've seen him that he's a climber. We know there's a, yes, he, that was established, climbs. correct. Um, but I just like don't go up. I guess he couldn't run at that point either. But no, um, well, yes, given given things that have already happened to him, yes, no, running's going to be a bit difficult. He's got his half stigmata going yeah. on though. Yeah, yeah. And he hasn't gone full stigmata, but he's got two. He's got no, but <laughs> <laughs> poor boy. No, because that was the other thing when he go, when he's <laughs> when he finally when he gets out and he's running. It's still fairly early in the movie, so I'm going. Where else did this movie yeah, have to like, go? <laughs> oh, that's where it's going to go. Ew, ew. <laughs> yeah, there's there's much more that can be done, um, and that, you know, it just it was all all of a sudden it was like, oh, we're doing suddenly last summer for a moment, and. Uh, <laughs> Kind of reversed. Yes, yes, yes. And that made me laugh as well because that's one of my – that's a show that I want, you know, Dark House Theater to take on one day. Um, Suddenly last summer? Yeah. Okay. I think it relates. Sure. I think it it can fall under the umbrella. Anyway, you know, it's probably just pivoted back to me, me, me for a second. But, um, yeah, it made me think of that, and, and I was like, oh, yeah, there are a lot of little references to other movies in this movie that were kind of fun to pick out. Well, you know, Carrie. Lola is in her own right kind of like a Tennessee Williams character. She totally heroine. is. Anyway, um, I could totally yeah. see Blanche Dubois going down this route. <laughs> I could totally see Maggie the Cat winding up here. I could see any of them winding up there. Oh, okay. I, it's like Laura Wingfield, um, on steroids, maybe, with, like, some meth. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I also enjoy that while we get a backstory a bit, like, we know that this has been going on for a long time, mm-hmm. we don't get drowned in backstory. We don't see how this all started, and we don't get to see Lola as a baby, because it doesn't really matter. That's the one way to make a scary movie not scary to me. Thank you. 
um, is if we have to like feel sorry for you because <laughs> you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, there are some recent remakes and 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 sequels that just drive me crazy because they have great atmosphere and then we get into it and I'm like, oh, they're gonna just like try to make me sympathize with whoever and um i'd rather not me either the less we know we just need to know just enough Uh uh-huh that's Um, why horror happens in the dark you're not supposed to see everything if you see everything it's not as scary right Uh, which is why i'm very happy in my own weird way that that the new friday the 13th movie got shelled oh did it yes because oh. they were talking about, and it's going to feature Mr. Voorhees. And I said, who cares? Oh, no. God, no. Who cares? I mean, I really don't care about Jason's traumatic first day at nursery school Mm-mm. When, when, when the other kids wouldn't let him eat the pace. I don't care. No. It just becomes Charlie Brown to me. I, I feel like, you know, it's like the lovable loser who, who just takes things the wrong way. The football got pulled out one too many times. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for the second time in this call, Skype has decided to kick Brian and I away from each other. How dare they? How dare they, Brian? They hate us. They do hate us. Damn you. Damn you, technology. So it is a good two hours later because not only did it kick us off, but when we finished the call, that third portion of it, that file corrupted. Mm. This is one of the dangers of podcasting. These things happen, but I'm... Thrilled to get Brian back on the phone. And so happy to be and back. And we are going to try to recapture some of that magic, because God forbid we leave you guys dangling. Yeah, we wouldn't want any dangling no, anything. No, 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 no. Especially not with this cat in my house. You crazy? You lose every- oh all your god! Oh, God. How is the kitty? Oh, she's fine. She's fine. She's fine. The Good. vet tech was in this afternoon. They don't care. They've heard this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's healing nicely. That's all you need to know. Okay, so we were just – last week ch- chatted, we were talking about how too much backstory can ruin a horror movie in relation to the Friday the 13th franchise. And I was saying how refreshing it was in this that the backstory you got was implied. Yeah, it's just enough. It's 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 there if you want to think about it later. I um, You go. No, no, no. I was going to say, I always appreciate a script, especially in a horror movie, that treats me like I think things. <laughs> Thinking grown-up That you don't yeah. have to feed me everything with the spoon and draw in all the lines, because sometimes what you draw in in your own head is much scarier than anything Absolutely. that somebody can write. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. So... One of the things I said is, like I said, hours have passed by, and I can't remember exactly what we talked about. However, we were talking about, I know we had mentioned, I don't know if it was in this part of the call or not, but Lola's color scheme, that she is, once she's in, once that party starts, she is in bubblegum pink. Yeah, and it was so, it was fun. I mean, we I think we talked about what a good Halloween costume. um, No, I talked about what a great Halloween costume it would be. And then you were like, yes, it is going to be a good Halloween costume. And you're just like, oh, you just totally stole my Halloween costume, Brian. And now we're going to have dueling Lolas. (laughs) I'm going to be uh, Mia then. And. I always uh, wanted to do um, I, I, the Mia in the movie would be a good costume, but I always wanted to do um, Rosemary too. So I mean, you know, 
If you want Lola, I'll take Rosemary. Oh, you look great they, with that haircut. You look, it's a yeah, fantastic. Well, it's I mean, it's almost soon. my haircut anyway. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that could work. I think we should do a show, though. I think there, there, there's a show in Lola versus Rosemary or something <laughs> fun. <laughs> well, hey, if you can have the Grudge versus the Ring movie happen, anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I don't know I don't know exactly where we but I had to say that I really enjoyed getting to revisit this movie considering how mm. I walked away from it in horror the first time. Yeah, so I wanted to thank I, you, you know, for forcing me to do that. It was actually fun to rewatch and, and yeah, I'm glad you got to watch it and got stuck with it because like oh, I said, hold it was, on a it was second. almost hold on a second. Are you fucking kidding me? What? It's not recording. <laughs> That is my fault, because someone didn't hit the button. Oh, that's okay. See, this is what happens. Once one that's domino funny. goes, I know they what all happens. go. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> this is like something that I would do when I used to make yoga videos. <sighs> Alright, I'm going to pull. Where are you? There you are. Hello. Hello. Oh, okay, we are recording. All right, never mind. Okay, it good. lied to me. It totally lied to me. One window <laughs> said it was. Oh God, this is going to corrupt again. I hate everybody. If it corrupts again, I will just do both of our voices. It will be brilliant. <laughs> Hello, I'm Brian. All of a sudden, I'm a cockney pickpocket. <laughs> All right. Pit pit bull chump. Yes. Uh. <laughs> uh, 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 uh yeah, but I mentioned that when I said on the feed that we were doing this movie, people went bananas. Right, which I was so happy to hear because I thought like I was one of the few who knew about it besides whoever writes these lists that show up. Well, oddly enough, you not know. surprisingly enough, most of those people who responded were in Australia or in Europe where the movie actually got released. Right, when it was supposed to be released, because it, yeah, it came okay. out in 2009, now that I've been able to research my, my stuff, but it didn't even remotely get anything here until 2012. Oh. And I think one of the reasons it got lost is because it got lumped in with torture porn, and that movement right. had come and gone. It was done, yeah. And that's unfortunate, because this rises above that. Uh, I, I well, definitely would Well, it agree. takes that little nugget of it, but then does something else with it that the others did not. Yeah. I said and. <laughs> That's a really horrible word. <laughs> yes, it is. You said and. <laughs> it's almost I... as bad as food noises. Oh, that's right. Yes, we talked about Brian's aversion to food noises. Yeah. Because yeah. in this movie, there's a scene where they're eating chicken and drinking milk. <laughs> and making the big... <laughs> A lot of noise and talking with their mouths full and all that stuff that, you know, my mama taught me not to ever, ever do. Um, and Brian's one of those people with that, that psychological yeah. affliction that is a real yeah. thing. Yeah. You you don't want to be around me when people are eating noisily. And I promised that I would never eat in front of Brian because I grew up in a house <laughs> of like, four Irish kids who were much bigger than me and so when food time came it was a battle for food you had to eat it fast before somebody took it yeah um I apparently used to eat very fast but I was always getting in trouble about it my mom tells me but I don't remember this but um so yeah, <laughs> yeah. now I'm like always the last one finished and I hate when people 
people uh, smack and all that. And they do a lot of that in the movie, and it almost made me turn it off the other yeah, night. Of course, I, I yeah. would expect it here because that scene was <laughs> horrific. Just that oh eating chicken was gross. Like in the and way she's it's, like <laughs> Just sucking it off the bone and shit and drinking milk. So here's more phlegm to make your mouth First, make more noise. Milk and meat are just wrong. In it's very same, unkosher. In the same mouthful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a, that's a good rule to keep for most people. Ooh. Okay. I- Okay, okay. So it's, it's I, so weird that I'm reacting more viscerally to that than um, <laughs> some yeah, of the more the, the, the drill of the cranium. gutty, gooey scenes. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah. So I promise I will not eat in front of you if you don't make out loudly in front of me because that's I, my thing. Yeah, I yeah I, I don't really make out loudly usually. Well, so. if you are, I'll let I'll. I'll, I'll... <laughs> I'll carry one of those buzzers from that game taboo. Be like, eh, eh. yeah, okay. Can, Turn it down, more. Brian. <laughs> that's enough. I can hear you. <laughs> okay, so I think that'll pretty much wrap it up for the quiet ones. If you can find Look, it, you said the quiet ones. I did. I said, I go. Oh, <laughs> you told me. I told you I was going to make that mistake, and I did. I <laughs> did. Bad, Patrick. Bad Patrick, I'm sorry, and that movie was now terrible. I'm so, I'm so curious about this terrible movie now. It, it's just boring. It's boring. The Quiet Ones okay. is boring. All right. Not to be confused with The Quiet Man, which is a John Wayne movie that was shot in <laughs> no, Ireland. It's a whole other thing. Very, very different thing. Very different thing. But put them all together, it makes a very, it's a very strange thing. <laughs> the Love Quiet Man Ones. I got nothing. Okay, so... Yeah, if you can find The Loved Ones, which is the actual title of the movie, not that other thing I just said, please check it out. I mean, and, and stick through those first 15 minutes. Yeah. Because they front load the ick. Not that it lowers, but it goes on, but it's not as uh, tortury. Yeah, it becomes kind of fun. Actually, a lot of fun, I think, if you're sick and twisted. Which we are. Which yeah, we I all mean, are, like, and we, 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 own that. we own that. What yeah. do you mean if? What is this if business? <laughs> I'm just mean for other people who might. Yeah, yeah. all those other regular sure people who just stumbled onto probably, a horror yeah. podcast. Like, oh, what's this yeah. about? This isn't know. serial. <laughs> so, Brian, let's talk a bit more about uh, information on how people can find you and more information about this spectacular fundraiser. We teased them a bit at the beginning, but I want to get the dirty deets. The deets. All right, yeah. So um, first, please go on Facebook, and it's facebook.com slash Halloween Project. Um, and if you want to find us on Twitter, it's at DarkHouseNYC. Um, as far as the fundraiser, there's a lot of information on the site, so please look on Facebook and on our feed, and you'll you'll get the gist. But it's going to be really cool. Um, it is, like I believe I said, this quirky Mexican restaurant in my neighborhood has a performance space in back. So we're taking it over for a night. Um, we're doing a brand-new one-act play by... A woman named Emily Bennett, who has written some horror films that are really interesting and worth looking at. Um, And she's written this play for us called Whistle in the Dark, which I don't want to give too much away about. Um, But uh, it's genuinely unsettling, I would say. And I've never seen I've never seen a play like this. I'm very excited about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I yeah, she wrote it. 
with me in mind to play a part. So I'm actually going to do this role and um, <laughs> really nervous about it, but it's going to be fun. Um, we also have a, a, a couple of musical performances, um, another play that's been written that we're going to be looking at doing later this year called The Pond, which is a horror musical. Um, we're going to have some music by performed by the composer, um, which is going to be really fun, and we'll give you a good taste of that. Um, there's going to be also a sort of bonus uh, play thrown in. Um, which is going to be actually interactive, meaning you will be involved via your cell phone into uh, a little bit of a thriller. <laughs> well, it's not really a thriller. Uh, it's going to be really fun and uh, witchy and scary, and I think it's going to be a, a blast. And then and that's the there, VIP experience. Yeah, right? that's the VIP experience. If you give us a little more money, um, a little more bang for your buck. And then afterwards, DJ Joro Boro, who is an amazing amazing DJ is going to be playing and we're going to dance and have a really good time and drink margaritas. And it's going to be a blast. That sounds amazing, Brian. I think it's going to be really fun. If only you could find a really cool MC for it. Um, I think we might have. Oh God. Um, <laughs> I hope, I hope, I hope so. Cause man, if it's some hack, yeah, like some stupid podcast host, that'll just be dreadful. I hope it's not like a podcast host that would suck, but unless it's you. So it I mean, is me. I've always yeah, said I'd do we're, it. We're real excited about Mr. Patrick Walsh. And we, cause we were trying to find a host. Brian had contacted me. He's like, do you know any hosts? And we were trying to get Dandy Darkly, who's been a, a guest in the show. And he's busy right now cause his show is taking off uh, his last, um, piece, the name of which just fell out of my head, uh, really took off. It won all the festivals of the fringe and now it's getting booked all around the world. Yeah. So Dandy stars big deal rising now. off right now. So he never even bothered to get back to me. Uh-huh. I know where you live, Dandy. That's what happens okay. when you get famous. Uh-huh. I'm not uh, talking. You're a podcaster. You're nobody. And and, and, you're, and he got yeah. and Brian got back to me and said, did you find anyone? I said, no. And Brian wrote back and said, well, why don't you do it? And the idea horrified me enough that I know when something you, scares me that bad that it's something I should do. You got to do what scares you. And so just so you know, just so you know, as a little sneak peek for those of you who are not going to be there, I totally plan on my personal VIP experience that I'm adding to it. We're gonna have a we're gonna burn a real life Wicker Man. <laughs> we're gonna have an actual dark ride of spring at the dark rides of spring because let's face it, Mother Nature has been absolutely bananas. Yeah. Lately, we right gotta calm this bitch we down. Can, we can go out to the river and just like erect the <laughs> the wicker man. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. And right. Yeah. For and if somebody really wants and, oh, the the the, the, v, the v, VIP experience, if you pay even more, you get to be in the wicker man when it burns, and we'll be grateful for you forever. You, your name <laughs> will live in history. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be super famous. It'll uh -huh. be totally worth totally it. Totally famous. Totally famous. <laughs> okay. Brian, thank you so much for coming back and for a fourth time in one day. It was my pleasure. It was like we got to spend a Sunday afternoon. Well, we did. We, were, we certainly did. We certainly did is what I just said. Amazing. And I'm not even drinking. I certainly did, Brian. Certainly had a great time. Did. Had it. We'll be drinking at the party. What? We will. All right. Well, thanks for having me. I had a blast. Okay, so everybody go check out all that stuff. Buy tickets. Is there like a Patreon for this or anything for people to make donations? Yeah, you know, the easiest way is um, I, I have a PayPal and you can just 
send me money. Um, Dark House Theater with an ER at Gmail um, is the address you can make a donation to if you feel so inclined. Okay. And we would be so grateful. And we'll put you in the program and, and list your name, or you can be anonymous if you're too ashamed. Um, we'll do whatever. <laughs> or wanted. <laughs> yeah. If you're, yeah, if you're on the most watch list, then hey, that's, that's cool. That's cool. We'll still take your money. looking for you, it's all right. We'll, we'll keep it on the down low. Totally. We're great that way. Okay. Thank you, Brian. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. You too. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. TJ. Just calling to say how much I enjoyed the last episode oh, um, when you were reviewing The Uninvited, which uh, I also did watch, oh. and um, as you know, yes, but you did. I just had to laugh because when you guys were talking about the ending and how the cat could have barfed out a little lady cat version of himself and they could have gone sailing off into the night, yeah, so romantic. all I could picture was the final scene from Some Like It Hot with Jack Lemmon, and I had to look this one up, Joe uh, E. Brown playing Osgood. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, arguing about whether or not they could get married as they sped off in a boat. And yes. I was picturing the cat and his lady clone, whatever that would be, having that kind of argument. I was dying. I was dying laughing. Thank you for that. However, then you later banished Jordan to nowhere for recommending that movie. Oh. A, I don't think it was that bad. Oh. And B, why is being banished to nowhere a bad thing i live in nowhere now oh, admittedly oh. it's not my favorite place to live um, but um you know a little cultural sensitivity would go a long way here <sighs> anywho uh keep it up love it love the show and um i'm hello hello Oh dear, it appears that TJ hung up on herself. Normally, I'd be playing the buzzer right now because she ran out of time and then we'd all have a good laugh at her expense, but no. She had plenty of time left, so TJ, that one is on you. You did that to yourself. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make fun of that nowhere. I'm just making fun of nowhere in general. Not a specific nowhere, but I do apologize for any shame that I brought to your hometown. I hope it didn't, you know, decrease tourism or, or whatever goes on in nowhere that's funny by the way that's funny the some like it hot ending i could just see that jack lemon's like i'm a man and then he barfs out a cat and then the guy's like well nobody's perfect and then he barfs out a cat and it's just oh it's it's sweet what a sweet little ending yeah okay so thank you for calling tj that was a very nice call and for those of you who are confused tj got this voicemail in just after I had mixed the last episode. So she was referring to the episode Uninvited with Kristen and Dan from the Killing Your Darlings podcast. Not the one last time with He Knows You're Alone and Superstar. 
Roger Connors. So if you were confused, now you know what's going on. Okay, so get over it. It's a, it, it's just a, it's a whole thing. Just okay. You know what? Next call. Thanks, TJ. Bye. I'm going to sneeze, but I'm going to. <coughs> no, I sneezed. Sorry, I tried to hit the button beforehand. For all of you who are deafened, I apologize. We request you not to use your computer or other Mac devices before speaking to our certified technicians. What? For help and support, press one, and if you wish to hang up, press two. Um. Okay, since you're a British and a robot, I trust everything that you say, and this isn't a scam. So I, 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 unless of course this is a listener who doesn't like the show and therefore doesn't want me to use my computer or Mac devices, so I won't make any more shows. Which is a rather roundabout way of trying to sabotage my production schedule. But I, you know what? I'm gonna just trust my gut, and I will never touch another computer as long. As I live. Yeah, right after I finish another 500 podcasts. Okay, bite my butt. Don't call me again. How very dare you. Hey, hey, Patrick. It's Jeff out in California. Wanted to give you a quick call here. Hey, boo. I uh, just started listening to your most recent episode, the Valentine's Day episode. Aww. Only part way through yet, so... I can't really give you any info on how I felt about it, but... Well, what good sure are you? It's going to be as great... Of everything else you have given us. Okay, thank you. Uh, first and foremost, congrats on getting the Patreon page up. Yay. I know you had some issues there, but as soon as I get inside the house here, I'm going to jump on, check it out, and most likely, going to be a patron so I can get some of that, those extra boners. What? I don't know how that works. How do you send boners through the mail or email? Anyway, uh, quick little thing here. Finally got to see all of the first season of Stranger Things. Ah. I think you've checked it out. Welcome to November. But I'm not going to give any spoilers here. Just going to give a quick little... God damn, I loved it. Good. It started off really good, and it ended well, going right into season two. Oh, I can't wait for it to hit this Halloween. I have to say, Winona Ryder, really, really good. Really good. And I never was really a fan of her, but oh, just playing Will Byers' mom, Joyce Byers, oh, she was she was fantastic. I, massive. She was massive. She conveyed all that you would want her to. And the kids. And then the some. The cast of kids they got to play the main characters, fucking great. I concur. Great. And like I said, it's got me excited for season two. I uh, don't really have anything else, but uh, glad you got the package that I sent you. It wasn't much, but hey, you know what? Every once in a while, you got to show somebody that you listen to a little bit of love. No. So there you go. So yeah, till next time, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, I'm going to become a patron. That's all I can fucking say. All right, later, Patrick. Jeff, 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 my boo, how dare you, how dare you drag down the spotless integrity of this podcast by saying boners, not once but twice, on my otherwise impeccably clean and non-obscene program. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. And listen, you're the one who sent me a package in the mail, a package of those cool dolls of, of the guy from from. The Strain and Willow Rosenberg, and then you asked me how to send boners through the mail. Hello, you sent me, you gave me two boners through the mail. So there you go, you answered your own questions with your actions. And hey, I'm glad you were enjoying Stranger Things. 
Sure, you're a little bit late to the game, but that's totally cool. I really loved it, too. I love the whole mood of it. I love the tone of it. Some people don't like Winona Ryder in it because she's so over the top, but I really appreciate that. I've never been a Winona, a Winona Ryder fan either. I mean, sometimes I like her. A lot of times she really annoys me, particularly when she was like the go-to girl for period stuff, and I was just like, what are you doing? When they made fun of her on The Family Guy, like, that would be most good. I think that would be most good. Most good. That, or her, her propensity to have off-camera narration. I couldn't stand that era. Couldn't stand her. Couldn't stand anything. But this, she's just perfection. The way she she bottles that simmering insanity that must occur when one of your children just vanishes without a trace and nobody seems to care. I think it's fantastic. Okay, she might be crazy in real life too, but hey, if it's working for you on screen and you're making a positive out of a negative, then good for you, Wanona. And the rest of the cast is brilliant. Barb is everything. I can't believe that this little character got such a huge reception in pop culture and everybody loves Barb and now she's working like crazy and good for her and good for Barb. And Jeff, I'm noting by the date of your call that you made it last week and you're still not a patron yet. Okay? Our imaginary love child needs daycare. Okay? Daycare is not cheap. So maybe if you weren't always running around with that hussy I always see you posting pictures of on Facebook and taking care of our love child that doesn't really exist. You hurt me with your words and your lack of deeds and also your sweet, sweet dance moves because, man, that takes me back. What am I talking about? I, don't, I just realized, Jeff, that this whole thing that we have going on with Ignacio, our love child who doesn't really exist, we're doing a horror version of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf right now, and I think that's kind of fabulous, which means we both need to be a hell of a lot drunker the next time you call. Okay, thank you for calling in. Hope everything's great with you. Always a pleasure to hear from you, and, you know, at least send him a card sometime. Jeez. Would it kill you? It's a stamp. Not a boner. Don't send him a boner, though. That's too, 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 too young for that sort of thing, and I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Okay, that is all the voicemails for now, but I do want to address something that I forgot to bring up last time. So Michael from California, when he called in last week, he mentioned how excited he was to find a copy of the movie I, Madman and how much he loved it. And I completely forgot to talk about this. I saw I, Madman on VHS back in the day, and I do remember it being surprisingly entertaining. I remember nothing about it except that Clayton Rohner was in it. Clayton Rohner from April Fool's Day. I had a big crush on Clayton Rohner from April Fool's Day. And I just Googled him right now to make sure I had his name right, and I do, and I got to see pictures of him now. And now he has a beard, and let's just say I... Still kind of cuckoo over Clayton. Uh, yes, I'm glad you found a movie that you love that's so unlike you to find anything that you like since you hate everything. It's kind of your signature thing. But hooray for that. And I will keep an eye out for a copy of that for myself as well. Or you could, like, you know, buy me one or something if you really wanted to. Not, 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 not giving you orders or anything, just putting, you know, some not subliminal suggestions into that little Californian head of yours. <laughs> And also, I got a little message from somebody new, somebody called Stuck in Stasis. Or it might be Stuck in Stacy's. Stuck in Stacy's what? If she spells it with an I, maybe a little hard over. Anyway, 
he or she said, I'm not sure which you are, and it doesn't really matter because it's 2016, you're a beautiful person, whatever you identify as. But he just wanted to point out and said, hey, Patrick, I love the He Knows You're Alone episode, and I think that you and Roger Connors had a really great rapport and chemistry together. Please have him back on the show sometime soon. Regarding He Knows You're Alone, I think it would have been great if when Amy and her sister were going through that haunted house and all those monsters were popping up at them, that the last monster to pop up would have been Tom Hanks as David S. Pumpkins. Love the show. I can't believe we missed that joke. I told this joke to Roger Connors after I got this email, and we laughed and we laughed. And we said, we should go and pull the video for that seat and then splice in video of David S. Bumpkins and then send it to Tom Hanks on Twitter because Tom Hanks is apparently very cool about everything to do with this movie. And that's a funny joke. Well done. Well done. He knows you're David S. Pumpkins. That's a great movie. And I just remembered I have another voicemail. Hey, hey, everybody. I have a voicemail from an Anusha from that I got in the email, so I almost forgot about it. So, hey, hold on just a second while I go gather my things. Not those things. No, those things stay under the bed where people can't see them. What is he talking about? You'll never know. Hello, Patrick. My name is Chuck. Hi, I live Chuck. in Meadville, Pennsylvania, Ooh. and I'm calling because your show is scaring the hell out of me and making me question the very nature of reality itself. Oh, no. Yay? No. Nope. What? Not joking. No. It all started when I discovered your show a few weeks back. I was hooked right away. I started tearing through your archives, you know, since fucking Rick and Morty comes out with new episodes faster than you do. Hey, easy. And it was while listening to those old shows that several weird coincidences started to happen. Ooh. The first one requires a brief bit of backstory. Mm-hmm. My mother's name was Linda, and she was an absolute nightmare. To get an idea of how bad she was, look up the expression histrionic personality disorder, or simply go watch the HBO documentary entitled Brett Killed Mom, A Sister's Diary. Oh my god. I am the only homosexual you're likely to meet who wasn't amused by the Mommy Dearest film. Oh, yeah. It was because of my mother that I have an immediate distrust of all women named Linda. And strangely, all the Lindas I've ever met have only supported my view. Wow. Most recently, my husband's cousin Linda, someone I really liked at first went totally batshit crazy one day and and insisted my husband hadn't returned a family photo album that he'd borrowed from her. After one of Linda's psycho voicemail messages totally ruined a fun night out, I came home and tore the whole fucking house apart looking for the damn thing, just in case my husband hadn't returned it like he thought he had. Turns out, Linda had gotten it back, and had misplaced it. Fucking Linda. Now, I'm not saying that all women named Linda are horrible. I'm just saying that whenever I meet a Linda, my eyes are always open. I understand. Anyway, a few days ago, I was listening to one of your shows, the Evil Under the Sun episode. How did I know? When you and your (laughs) guests suddenly started talking about how all women named Linda are evil. Uh, uh, Bizarre. I would have just written it off as a one-time-only bit of high strangeness, but a few days later, it happened again. I was listening to another episode, and you and your guests were constantly interrupting each other. Although I decided against it, I briefly considered calling you up and telling you the interrupting Cal knock-knock joke. Ah. Do it with me, Patrick. (laughs) Knock-knock. It was there. Interrupting Cal. Interrupting Cal. Moo, 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 moo. Yes. Mm -hmm. No more than half an hour later, I listened in utter shock and disbelief as you told the story of Bradley's reaction to that very same joke. Bradford. I had a total (laughs) Matrix moment, and it took several minutes before I could convince myself that it was merely an incredibly, statistically unlikely coincidence. At that point, I nearly called in, but I chickened out. I decided I wouldn't call in unless it happened a third time. Uh Uh-oh. A few hours ago, it did. Oh, no. My cat, Achilles, is a big cat who can't, or 
doesn't want to, clean himself properly. Yeah. He also has weepy anal glands. No! I stupidly tried to deal with this by learning how to express the glands myself. No! It resulted in pain, shrieking, and lasting oh, trauma. Oh, no. God. The cat didn't like it either. Ew. It took me a while, but I found a working solution. Whenever Achilles starts to smell, I take him into the bathroom, flop him on his back, and pull his back feet towards his head. Any gland juice still stuck in the lines will be to the surface where it can be blotted away with a piece of toilet paper. I then wipe his ass. Achilles is very lucky. I love him so much. Anyway, I just completed this nasty ritual before I started listening to your latest episode. Oh, God. As soon as you started talking about wiping your cat's ass, I decided it was finally time to let you know that your show is responsible for paranormal activity. (laughs) I don't mean the movies. Those aren't your fault. Anyway... Love the show, no matter how much it's starting to seriously unnerve me. I have about 60 episodes left to listen to, and if any one of them contains yet another bizarre coincidence, I'll be sure to let you know. Bye. Oh, my sweet Jesus, Chuck! Chuck, how dare you call into my show and say weepy anal glands without warning me first? You just sprung weepy anal glands on me, and those are three words that should never be put together ever. That was gross and I loved every second of it. This is a great call, Chuck. Especially since you're a first-time caller! So it took you a while to finally pick up the phone or or get on your recording device and say and send me a message, but you know what? Better late than never and you certainly delivered with this one. First of all, I'm really sorry about your mom and that she put you through all this stuff. And I'm sorry that this other Linda was awful. But I do want to say that I'm pretty sure that we never said that all Lindas were evil. I believe we said they were awful, which is different. Like awful, awful, boring, awful, basic, awful, just not evil. But if you if if, if you have experienced evil Lindas, then I, I, I understand that there are certain people whose names put me on edge because I have rarely met one that was nice. And I'm not going to say any of those names in case there's a listener out there who's a beautiful, wonderful person who's about to get their feelings really hurt. Okay, I'm going to give you one because the rule was broken. For many, 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 many years, every Tara that I met was just a dreadful, selfish, nasty person. So when I met my friend Tara 25 years ago, it took me like six months before my guard was down with her because I instantly, instantly was on defensive with her. I was waiting for the nasty to happen, and then I figured out it wasn't going to happen, and the spell broke. So hopefully, Chuck, someday you're going to meet a Linda who will break that nasty spell for you. That is my wish for you. And Mr. Brad's name is Bradford, not Bradley, but that's okay. He gets that all the time. It's a perfectly easy mistake. I just, I still can't understand how you get to be 54 years old and never have heard a knock-knock joke before. But hey, these things happen. And I'm glad to know someone else knows the pain of running around chasing a fat cat. Wiping its poopy butt, but man, you go the distance, man. You go the distance. Fortunately, I don't have that problem with her because I, I don't know if I could handle I don't know. Does that happen with girls? I guess so. They have anal glands. Sure, why not? I'm not sure if cats have clitorises, but I'm pretty sure that female cats have 
Anal glands. And Smoochie, do not get any ideas. You have enough health problems. She is sacked out on the bed right next to me, and she is just out like a light. And Chuck, I... Well, I was going to apologize for this weird Twilight Zone situation that you're having, but since the motto of Scream Queens is making the world a creepier place, I'm glad that I can make my world just a little teeny tiny bit creepier for you. And it's nothing paranormal. It's nothing paranormal. It's just coincidence. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with the teeny tiny spy cam that I have flammed the gargoyle installing all of my listeners' homes once you subscribe to the show. So whatever you do, do not look next to that potted plant in the living room. There's nothing there. I'm telling you right now, there's no spy cam hidden behind the potted plant in the living room. Those are really cute shoes you got on right now, by the way, Chuck. Just want to say. Just want to say. Okay, Chuck, thank you for a fantastic call. I'm glad I remembered it. I almost forgot you. But, man, it was worth going back for. Hope to hear from you soon, sir. Okay, so that's going to wrap up all the correspondence for now. So if you want to be like Chuck and Jeff and TJ and Stuck in Stasis and what the heck, Michael from California, by all means, pick up your phone and give me a call at 917-720-2047. Or you can write me or send an MP3 file like Chuck did to crew at screamqueens.com you can like me on facebook by doing a search on scream queens horror podcast you can find me on twitter at scream queens i'm on instagram at scream queens podcast as well as no tr for you even though i still have no understanding of how this damn site is supposed to work and of course if you want to go the extra mile you can become a patron of the show by heading to patreon.com and doing a search on scream queens and of course that's queens with a z and you'll be getting extra content every month exclusive just to subscribers of the Patreon page as well as supporting the show and helping me develop new content for everybody. It's a win, 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 win. Okay, it's more work for me, but you know what? I love it. So for the next episode, we have another listener takeover show and the movie that I have been requested to talk about. While it would have been more timely for this episode... But hey, we had to talk to Brian before that fundraiser happened. Anyway, the movie we're talking about is Leprechaun, colon, Back to the Hood. And I could not feel more uncomfortable about doing this for a lot of reasons. But hey, I figure if we're going to do this, I'm going to have it with some great companies. So I'm going to be hey, talking about this movie with the ladies from the Creepy Kitsch podcast. First time guessing it's going to be a super cool good time. And hey, if you're one of those people who bought tickets to see George Takei's Alliance in the theaters, Allegiance rather, in the theaters, and sent me a receipt, you still have the chance to take over the show for an episode. There are at least three of you who have not submitted what movie you would like me to talk about. If you don't want me to talk about a movie, at least let me know so I'm not just sitting here waiting by the phone. Mirror, mirror on the wall. How will I know if Bill will call? Now I'm doing looker. Anyway. So please, get this request in, and we're going to have a good time. And since this movie is streaming on YouTube, expect a viewing party to go down before now and when that episode drops. We had a great one for Hide and Grow Streak last time, and I want to thank Woody and 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 all the people who came out i'm sorry i can't remember who it was oh tommy from toronto hey he showed up and a whole bunch of folks 
came through and we had a great time making fun of the movie. And you can join us next time. So keep an eye on the Facebook page and on the Twitter feed and on the website for when that might come up. It's usually going to be on a Saturday afternoon. I'm trying to do it at 3 Eastern time. Unless I hear otherwise, unless times work better for you people, because I figure that did I just say you people? Yes, I did. <laughs> I figure three o'clock is a good way for me to catch the European folks, as well as it not being too early for the West Coast folks either. So hey, if you got a better idea, please just shoot it all over me. Yeah, I'm rubbing it in. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh. God, I'm so weird right now. Oh, Lord have mercy. So, until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place and remember the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight, survive the night. Make it to the final reel, baby. Daddy's waiting for you. Bye. I go hunting for witches. Heads up, Cody's road. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com. Bitches! <laughs>